0: Yeah. Steve Harvey This <laughs> the family feuding Baby mama drama Got the family losing Smoking, back, back, Out the front door fuming I was just a student Now you look like foodie, yeah. Good evening sports world what is good chris dell here your host of the family feud sports podcast welcoming you to our weekly nfl recap and fantasy feud sports edition talking all things week three of the nfl season looking at box scores breaking down games previewing a little bit of the week ahead as well as some top players to target in your fantasy football league for the upcoming week of waiver claims as well. I'm with my co-host slash father, as always, the godfather and a man who still has a little bit of Fitz magic and not Fitz tragic in his heart, former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer, Mr. Allen Dell, How are you doing today? You have a, f- a fun yeah, week of fine. football?
1: Uh, yeah, Bucks lost Monday night, but I like the way Fitz magic came back from some troubles in the first half where he threw three picks. Uh, he showed his medal. Threw for over 400 yards. Again, uh, he leads the league in uh, total yards passing. So, and he's second in quarterback rating if you buy that number behind Patrick Mahomes.
0: So, I guess the only question now, uh, asking former Tampa Bay Bucks inside, insider like yourself, is Fitzmagic or Jameis? Well,
1: I'm not an insider anymore, so to speak. I don't go to the locker room. But uh, you got you got to start him at least one more game. They play Chicago this Sunday. Then they have a bye. So the logical thing, Winston hasn't practiced against live competition in almost a month. So the logical situation, decision, is to start Fitzmagic this Sunday against Chicago Bears. And then they get two weeks off and see what happens during that period. That that makes the most sense. You can have uh, Winston ready as a backup uh, if if Fitz Magic falters against the Bears.
0: I I love how everyone, including yourself, myself, all, all the Monday Night Football commentators, they literally are referring to Ryan Fitzpatrick as Fitz Magic every single time they talk about him. You gotta love that right there. Former quarterback former starting quarterback of my beloved Cincinnati Bungles, by the way, during some of the down years of Carson Palmer injuries that we had back in the Diz Fitzmagic uh, had his time there. He's had his time starting for quite a number of teams, as you mentioned, yeah. seeing his first start all the way back in 2005 with the then St. Louis Rams coming in and leading a, a big second-half comeback, and, and he's had a lot of games where he's flashed that magic as as, as a gunslinger, maybe a Brett Favre-Light type of quarterback. Well, people right?
1: don't realize how good a runner he was or is. I mean, it always goes back to college when he played at Harvard. I mean, he his career, yeah. he, he he ran for – Over 1,400 yards. Uh, The the guy can run. He's proven that. Uh, He's one of the smartest guys ever with the Wonderlink test uh, that the NFL gives to its players to see how smart they are. The smarty-pants test. Yeah. He set the record, and he finished the test in uh, fifth. It was uh, nine minutes it took him to finish the test, which um, a lot of times some players need in close to 40 minutes. And he, he, he reportedly scored a 50, but then they said, no, he scored a 48 or 49. He still holds a record for the highest score on the link test. So he's definitely a smart guy. Of, of
0: course he went to Harvard. That that narrative can't be overplayed right there. But, look, I mean, the guys rushed a lot this season. He had 12 rushes for 36 yards in week one against the Saints. That was the 48 to 40 win for the Bucs. Uh, last night, Monday Night Football against the Steelers, the, the Bucks lost 30 to 27, but five carries, 27 yards, had a long rush of 17 on a scramble uh, on the year, Fitzmagic, 11 touchdowns, just four interceptions, although three of those came, all three of those came, should I say, in the first half of Monday night's loss to Pittsburgh. So the, the Fitz tragic came out a little bit, but well, then he really pulled it, it together.
1: One of those interceptions, not last night, but a week ago, i still say was a fumble. And last night, right. uh, the, that the pick six—that was a horrendous pass. I don't know what he was thinking when he threw the ball, but the other one was hit in the air. That could go any place. And the other one, uh, Mike Evans supposedly didn't run the right route.
0: But. Well, if if you look at his numbers, his pass attempts have gone up in each of the last three weeks. And the and the it, I don't know if you consider this some type of a trend or maybe it's just an anomaly. But as his pass attempts go up, the Bucks have been scoring less. So. F- 48 points week one, only 28 pass attempts, Uh, 33 pass attempts week two, 27 points, scored 27 again, barely got there last night. He threw 50 passes in Monday Night Football in the loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who finally got in the win column for the first time this season. So looking at overall, I mean, you know, Fitzpatrick for his career – you know, the, the guy's been a successful quarterback, 184 touchdowns, 140 interceptions. The guy's thrown for over 28,000 yards in his career, 60% career completion percentage, 70.3% this year in 2018. I agree with you. I, I think it's still Fitzpatrick's job to lose. And and don't get me wrong, he could lose it against Chicago on, on yeah. Sunday, especially with Khalil Mack and that pass rush there. So uh, he, he's... He's got to continue to be the gunslinger that he is, but he can't make those boneheaded throws, like you said, with that pick six in the first half against Steelers, which pretty much gave the game away.
1: Yeah, it makes sense to start him against the Bears, and then we'll see what happens. And if he plays mediocre, you know, you got two weeks, you can make the change. Uh, I mean, J- Jameis Winston is the quarterback of the future for the Bucks. I-, I don't think there's any doubt unless he does some boneheaded thing off the field again. Um, that remains to be seen, but uh, Fitzpatrick – He deserves it. The players like him. There's good chemistry, and uh, I remember Tony Dungy, who was inducted into the Ring of Honor last night, said that his Super Bowl-winning team he had in Indianapolis was only talent-wise was only the fourth or fifth best team that he had. But they had more togetherness than any other team. And this team right now for the Bucs is together, and so are the fans. And the Fitzpatrick is a lightning run that's keeping them together. You saw that hey, I, I, I made
0: a. I mean, I made a note to you, and you've covered your your fair share of Bucks games in the past. But uh, Raymond James Stadium was rocking last night. Yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen it that packed in a long time, and the beards were a plenty in the stands. Yeah. I love those Fitzpatrick beards out Everybody's
1: there. Everybody's wearing beards, men, women, children. They're all wearing the beard.
0: That's that. That's the Fitz magic, baby. And, and let's not forget either that Fitzpatrick is three years removed from. 2015, as the starting quarterback for the New York Jets, he had 31 touchdowns and only 15 interceptions. I mean, that's a pretty damn good year. Quarterback rating of 88. Even last year in limited time with the Bucs, seven touchdowns, three interceptions, quarterback rating of 86. So this guy, it's not like he's doing it for the first time. He's had successful campaigns with the Texans, with the Tennessee Titans, with the Buffalo Bills, as we mentioned. Uh, you know, Dating back, we're talking about a 13-year NFL veteran right now, but... Moving on from Monday night to Thursday night football and what could potentially be the biggest game of, of the week and two very popular Super Bowl picks in the NFC is the Los Angeles Rams against a Minnesota Vikings team that looked very good in their first two games and then completely laid an egg in completely laid laid an egg in week three at home against the Buffalo Bills. Vikings were favored by sixteen and a half points in that game wound up getting trounced by Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it wasn't even close the entire game, 27 to nothing at halftime. I think the Vikings eventually got six on the board in that game. But tell me about about what are your thoughts overall on these two teams coming in? Do you still view them as both contender, Super Bowl contenders, NFC title contenders, and and what are your well, thoughts or kind of, you know, first impressions about this third big Thursday night matchup? Yeah, these
1: are the two teams that I picked to, to go to the NFC championship game, so uh... – it proves in the nfl anything can happen on any given sunday any given thursday monday whatever you want to call it uh the vikings obviously took their opponents lightly you can't do that in that league uh, it's a death sentence if you do that
0: so do you still have these two teams as your super bowl i mean as your nfc championship yeah. picks are, are you sticking with them after three weeks vikings won one and one with the tie and los angeles rams one of only three undefeated teams left in the nfl well, actually 3-0. Uh, i'm
1: I'm moving my Saints right now are my number
0: one two team, in the- Okay, so you, so you so you're joining my bandwagon over here. I, I had the Saints and the Rams in the NFC Championship, and I and I'm I'm still liking that pick right there. I think the Eagles with Carson Wentz back, they're definitely a, a wild card type of factor. A lot of motivate a lot of motivation left with some of those starters who were injured last year during their Super Bowl run. So, Los Angeles Rams look unbeatable right now, right?
1: Nobody's unbeatable in that league. So. Oh, they're, they're,
0: they're damn near close. I mean, they haven't had a close game all season. They've been completely ripping their teams, on uh, opponents, on both sides of the ball. I mean, talk about a well-balanced team, offense and defense. Jared Goff playing like the number one pick that he is. Todd Gurley looking like the best uh, complete overall running back in the NFL. You talk about the wide receiver trio, your boy Robert Woods. Who sit- I kept sit- on the bench. Sitting on your fantasy bench, not to mention Cooper Cup, Brandon Cooks, the pickup from uh, New England last year. I mean, this is a high-powered offense, to say the least. Do you see any chance of the Vikings winning this game Thursday night? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Thursday night, short week. Vikings are mad, hungry, backs against the wall. So yeah, I think anything can happen in this league. What happened the week before means absolutely nothing in this case. Four days before, they'll, they'll be the hungrier team for sure. Look at look at what Pittsburgh did last night, uh, especially in the first half against the Bucks.
0: Is this a must-win for the Vikings? Or are we too early to start no, getting I'm into not that going territory? I
1: A must-win, a must-win is uh, means that the war starts tomorrow if you lose. So.
0: Well, the Los Angeles Rams, 102 points scored on the season, only 36 points allowed in three games. They're plus 66-point differential on the season. And, look, I mean, yeah, I I hear you. The Vikings are a very talented team, as we know. Hopefully they have Dalvin Cook back for this game. They're starting running back. They, They were hurting without him last week um i I just I just don't know about this I, I just think the Rams are just clicking on all cylinders right now and I think the ol- the only chance you can give the Vikings to actually do something in this game is if you say yeah they're mad cause they they got blown out by the bills but well why did they get blown out by the bills <laughs> maybe the Vikings aren't as good as we thought they no, were I
1: think they came in thinking that all they had to do was show up to win this was as hard as that seems to believe in the NFL
0: I believe the uh, biggest upset in in NFL regular season history since 1993 was that Bills win at Minnesota last week. So big game for both teams. And this game's in Los Angeles too. This is going to be the third out of four regular season games for the Rams this year. So they're starting out at home, Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum building up that fan base there. Rams are favored looking at the early lines to this game favored by six and a half points. Got the over under sitting at a solid 50 points right now. I could see this going uh, low-scoring. You know, this is two tough defenses who could really try to tough it out in this Thursday night game. Often you see Thursday night games could either be really high-scoring or really low-scoring, but the way these quarterbacks are playing, I, I think Cousins bounces back, but I think the defenses. I mean, but at the same time, the Los Angeles Rams secondary took a hit with Aqib Tlaib going out, so they, they got some injuries there. Our, our boy Sam Shields, a uh, former Booker High School graduate, in the, uh, class of 2006, shout-out right there – Sam Shields and I both graduated the same class at Booker, played a little bit on the JV basketball team together. Sam Shields is a former number one cornerback for the Packers, but he's missed the last year or so with concussion issues. So maybe he steps in and fills that void for the Rams and they don't skip a beat. So it's going to be interesting to see how that game plays out. Talking about power rankings, and with this game, with two of the top teams in the league, do the Rams sit at number one? I think they're atop of everyone's power rankings yeah, they, right now.
1: they're, they're ahead of
0: mine. Well, sure. give me your top five.
1: Well, it's, I got the Rams, one, solid. Right now I got the Saints, two, the Vikings, three, Panthers, four. Uh, i I got to tie five, Eagles and KC. I, I'm not that impressed with Chiefs. Their offense is great, but uh, Mahomes won't be able to keep it up, and their defense is not very good. Uh, they're going to slide down. And you know how Andy Reid goes. He, he's a great coach in uh, September and October.
0: So what about uh what about your Miami Dolphins? No, no Miami Magic for you? No, I don't, Top 5? So, so which team do you see sliding further? Miami 3 and 0 or KC 3 and 0? The only the only other two undefeated teams besides the Los Angeles well, don't, Rams don't right now. I not
1: count out the Pittsburgh Steelers especially as Le'Veon Bell comes back. So
0: it's not looking like he's going to come back right now. Looks, look looking like they're fielding some offers. The Jets put in a call well, for course, Le'Veon Bell yeah, this past you, week. you know?
1: A call means nothing. What did they offer? They didn't they, offer they didn't, anything. So if they didn't offer anything or anything to speak of. And I'll tell you, my sleeper team in the AFC is, are the Los Angeles Chargers.
0: Yeah, the, that's your boy. You, you're playing homer to your boy, Phillip Rivers, right there. Yeah, but I mean, they're always starting out the season losing games. Yeah. It just just seems year in and year out. They're always starting slow to the season, and they can't just catch up at the end to make the playoffs. You
1: forgot about Keenan Allen last week, or a few days ago against the Rams. Well, that's that
0: Rams secondary right there. They shut down Amari Cooper, too. Arguably, you're looking at the best offense and the best defense on the same team this year with the Rams' extremely high expectations for the Los Angeles Rams. Coach Sean McVay working wonders Over there. And like you said there earlier before the podcast, there's a lot of two-and-one teams just running through the list real quick. Got the Bengals and the Ravens both two-and-one. Titans and Jags both two and one. Broncos two-and-one. Eagles, Redskins, two-and-one. Bears two-and-one atop the NFC North. Bucks, Saints, Panthers, all two-and-one in the NFC South. That's a lot of teams. That are looking optimistic, glass half full after three games to start the regular well, season. there's a
1: couple of good one and two teams like the Falcons, and don't count out the Bel- Bill Belichick boys. You just don't count them out. They haven't historically been great in uh, September, so they can turn that thing around. I get Jule and Edelman comes back soon. And if Josh Gordon can get his act together or he's got a hamstring injury, he could really help them.
0: Quit puffing the magic dragon, Josh Gordon. He's got he's to put the blunt down to be able to get some playing time out there. Well, you mentioned wow. – talked about three 3-0 uh, three, three teams. There's also three 0-3 teams. Oakland Raiders, Houston Texans, my boy Deshaun Watson, struggling out there, have yet to run a play this season – offensive play with the lead the only team in the nfl that has yet to run an offensive play without the lead is the houston Texans. you might have thought arizona but no they actually had the lead 14 nothing against chicago this past weekend chicago made that late comeback in the second half arizona also and three so out of those three teams mr allen dell give me the godfather's take which team is most likely to bounce back is it your boy josh rosen I'm leading not, the cardinals back i'm
1: excited uh, that josh
0: that's your boy yeah. your boy
1: I'm excited about Josh Rosen getting his chance to start uh, this week. He's the last of the four uh, rookie quarterbacks that got drafted in the first round. That that's going to get a start. Uh, they, the Cardinals are not a good team right now, and I question uh, the play calling. But but Josh Rosen, and they say, was the most ready of all the NFL quarterbacks that got picked. In the, the the four quarterbacks who were picked in the first round. All right. We'll see what happens. I thought he looked pretty good. He was put in a bad situation last week, thrown in the game with five minutes left. But he he didn't look rattled. He, He looked cool even on the interception he threw, which maybe wasn't that bad. I thought the receiver let himself get tossed out of the way by the DB. So...
0: Some questionable coaching in Arizona to start this season. Boy, do they miss Bruce Arians. Oh, that's absolutely. all I have to say. That, that's, that's all I have to say right there. It's laughable, this looking at the standings and you look at the points scored against points against. Arizona has scored 20 points in three games. That's less than a touch, one touchdown per game. They've allowed 74 points. They have a point differential of negative 54 through three weeks of the season. I say they're the least likely to bounce back, although I do like Josh Rosen coming in to rejuvenate that offense a tad. I like the rookie receiver Christian Kirk. Fitzgerald should bounce back. David Johnson should see an uptick in targets and production with Josh Rosen under center because let's be real, guys, Sam Bradford should not have been paid to be a starting quarterback for any NFL team going into the season. I think he blew his chance a few years back when they tried to do that with the Eagles, and he flamed out in a hurry. And – Talk of, you know, the, the two the two other teams in the AFC, they're 0-3. I think the Houston Texans still have a chance, chance to bounce back. Their defense hasn't been good. Hey, their offense hasn't been that efficient either. Deshaun Watson's been making some questionable calls, making reads downfield, but – This is a team with a lot of talent, arguably one of the best one-two wide receiver duos in the NFL with Will Fuller and DeAndre Hopkins. I think they're just one or two plays away from winning one-two games and then headed in the right direction against, in my opinion, still one of the softer divisions in the league in the NFC South. I think the Raiders will get back on track, but I don't see more than six wins this year for the Raiders because that means they'll have to finish. They'll have to go six and seven the rest of the way to even finish six and ten.
1: You know, I, I really question uh, Steve Wilks, the head coach of Arizona. Uh, maybe in the future he'll be a great coach, but he's got no experience as a head coach. One year in college, uh, and he really got questioned about some of the moves he made. Uh, when the Cards put Rose in, he completed three passes and they had a third and two. And for whatever reason, he decided to run the ball with a rookie running back when he had David Johnson on the side. That
0: that that was that that's crazy. What they're doing is they're is you listening to some fantasy. Uh, analysis there because it's David Johnson was such a high pick in fantasy football this year. And he's such a great player, obviously missed all last year with his wrist injury, but guy was dominant before. And and that was under Bruce Arians offense. And he's not being utilized the same way. And why are you putting a, a little scat back rookie running back chase Edmonds in the backfield on every third series of your offense? You got to keep Johnson. They just paid him ridiculous amounts of money. He got the money that Le'Veon Bell wanted. And they're not using him in those clutch situations makes absolute zero sense to me. Just as the same reasoning of why you put Rosen in at the end. Like you said, why put the rookie in in that type of situation? Just wait until week four to start him. Why are you going to try to rattle or shake his confidence, throwing a pick late in that game? I just think it's ridiculous what Coach Wilkes is doing. I think that, you know, yeah, he was just hired to be the head coach, but he's got to be on the hot seat with the poorest start that Arizona's had to this season. So some bad football being played by a few of these teams we're talking about here, sitting here at 0-3 overall. And I'm going to give you my power rankings real quick before we move on is I got the Rams number one. I think every person on planet Earth does right now, outside of Kansas City, that is. I've got the Kansas City Chiefs ranked number two in my power rankings, and this was the team that I picked to win the AFC West and make a deep AFC playoff run because I am a Patrick Mahomes believer, and I have been ever since... Alex Smith was traded away during the offseason to make way for the second-year quarterback out of Texas Tech University. Andy Reid, the ultimate quarterback whisperer, picked Mahomes for a reason, traded Alex Smith away for a reason. After Alex Smith had one of the best seasons at quarterback last year, Mahomes knows how to make the reads. During the offseason, they had the defense throw all types of blitzes and schemes at him just to get ready for what was to come in the regular season. You're seeing a smart, humble kid with a ton of talent in his arm and in his legs, he can run and scramble that that little 10 yards backward scramble that he had, and he found Chris Conley in the end zone on a laser pass in that game. The guy is something else. I think the hype is real. The hype is real with Patrick Mahomes. This offense will continue to flourish, and they got Kareem Hunt, one of the top running backs who hasn't really been that involved in this offense, so if teams start to Scheme more against the pass to, to to slow down Mahomes a little bit. They, they've got the running game. They've got the tight ends. They've got weapons. Watkins, Tyree Kill. This team is loaded with talent on offense. Number three, give me the Eagles. Like I said, Carson Wentz coming back, defending Super Bowl champions. They're two and one, so a decent start to the season minus the loss of the Bucks. Then I got the Saints, another team two and one that's lost of the Bucks. And then number five, give me the two and one Carolina Panthers. They lost one tough game against the Atlanta Falcons. We're dominant. Against the Cincinnati Bengals, my beloved Bungles, last week Christian McCaffrey ran roughshod over the Bengals defense. Had almost 200 rushing yards on the game. He's he's a hell of a talent, Christian McCaffrey. Uh, those that's my top five. It it, it was pretty easy to pick. And, and you got teams like the Packers. You got teams like the Vikings that are sitting there with potential this year. I mean, even the Redskins are two and one. But I, I like those five right now, definitively over everyone else. And you know, does New England bounce back? I think they do. But until they do, I'm not gonna put them in my top five power rankings right now.
1: Name something that follows the word pork. You pine. Huh? He said coupine. <laughs> <laughs> be number one on YouTube, but <laughs> it ain't gonna be number one on I bet every dollar I got. <laughs> you are the only person that said Q pine. Oh, Oh, man. (laughs)